0: Dan Radio Style. Hope everybody out there is having themselves an amazing day. Neville Goddard does some really cool little discussion here in determined imagination. One kind of little fun thing comes out in this, by the way. It's sort of an aside, but he talks about astral projection, essentially, but back in 1960s terms. I'll point it out when we get to the part in the book, but it is interesting that he does. But on top of this is a great technique on how to look at manifestation and really kind of what it is. The whole concept of determined imagination or living in the end, as Goddard talks about it, is we have it already. But this is one of the larger paradoxes for many people, is this concept of having something already yet not necessarily seeing it in my physical world. So many of us have a bit of a problem with that, and rightly so. I think this analogy will help you, and I'm going to start with it because I think it's really helpful, and then reading what Neville has should kind of round it out, I'm hoping. But the first kind of step about this is I like to look at it like a, like a bicycle, if you will, bicycle wheel, right? And there's a bunch of spokes coming off. And imagine, if you will, at the end of each spoke, a little circle, right? A little circle. That circle is a place in space and time. The center of the wheel is you. It's where you are right now. And within space and time, and it goes in dimensions and all sorts of stuff, so don't necessarily look at it as, you know, flat per se, but let's not get lost in this. But within a place, somewhere in space and time, we imagine a scenario. We create a reality. We essentially grab one of the spokes because everything's kind of already created already. It's what a lot of the great masters have told us throughout the ages. So again, those are those circles, if you will, at the end of each spoke, and there's An infinite number of them, if you will, because there's just any imagination, anything that anyone can imagine is a reality. So there's an infinite number of realities. Now, this reality exists in its own space-time. When you imagine it, or when you tune into it, when you envision it, when you see it, when you connect with it, it's all those things, you choose to be in that spot. You exist in that space-time. And when you do it, and then feel it, you create a set of steps back to where you are from there. It's basically this, the simplest way I can explain how this happens. So we go to the place, we experience it, we create it. So in space-time, in the future, somewhere, in the future, in but a moment's time, in the future, this reality exists. And this reality is there. You have it now. And when you feel it, from that reality, from that space-time, from that location somewhere a moment away from now, you create a number of stepping stones back to yourself. A number of things that will be required to get there. Steps to take. Required maybe is a harsh word, but steps to take. Things that are going to happen. Experiences that you're going to go through on your path. Because you're holding this vision. You realize this is yours to have. And so because of that, you're going to continue to take steps. You're going to be guided internally because you're going to have inspired action because, again, you're staying focused on this thing in in the future, in the space-time, in but a moment's time. And so as we follow our steps, as we allow it to unfold, it begins to become more and more apparent in our physical world, and that is when that physical part of ourselves finally gets its justification. But every single step along the path, every single moment from the point where you felt that you were that you were there in space-time, feeling it, living in the end, experiencing your desire from that moment, it was a reality. And I guess the analogy I like, and then we'll get right into Goddard, but the analogy I like, and I think it works. I don't know if any of you have ever, ever bought an airplane ticket or ever had to book travel through any sort of source, uh, but of course there's a great number of seats, I and mean, back in the day they were a little easier to choose, now they want to charge you and all these different things, but whatever the case is, is, there's always this place where you can choose your seat. Now, for the sake of the argument, I'm not necessarily going to pay to upgrade, but I did find a seat, it happens to be a window, I like it, I choose that seat when I book my flight, and bam... Booked it, shows that 22F is the seat I got. Awesome, fantastic. Right now, that seat is mine. That seat is mine. I don't have any question about whether or not it's mine, but I'm not sitting in it right now, and I'm not going to be sitting in it until my flight. But it currently is mine. Manifestations are exactly the same way. It's yours. There's a place in time. You've discovered where it's at by your imagination. Once your imagination's there, and then you feel it, you create steps back to yourself, your space-time, your current space-time connecting that space-time with your current space-time. It right now is yours. A number of experiences will occur. A number of steps will happen, many of which might be inspired. Some might happen accidentally, but it's the unfolding, and it's what so many of us talk about. It's awesome, and it's a lot of fun. So if we see it as such, it does take on a great deal more joy. But as you get further and further down these steps and closer and closer and closer to that space-time, more and more physical reality things start to show themselves. That's why so many times when you're birds before land or my friends are all making money now, but I'm not yet. How come? It's because it's close to you or all my friends are in relationships now. Oh my God, does this mean I'm getting close? Yes. You're getting closer and closer and closer to this point in space-time where you and your desire are finally united in the physical sense. You've been united since moment one. And it has been yours since moment one. But it begins to unfold. That tree that you planted in your yard, that tree is still you. But the growing of it, the unfolding of it, that is what we experience. That's what some call life. Children. Children are great. When they're 18, they can finally get the heck out. Just kidding, of course. But it's you want them just to go straight from babies to all the way up to adults? No. It's the growing, it's the experiences that make us happy. That's why we're here. So understand, the place and time has been created. It's yours already. And Goddard will back me up. The ultimate purpose... Oh, by the way, this is out of Awakened Imagination and the Search, is the the book, and the chapter is still Sealed Instructions. It's chapter 2. The ultimate purpose of imagination is to create in us the Spirit of Jesus, which is continual forgiveness of sin, continual identification of man with his ideal, only by identifying ourselves with our aim can we forgive ourselves for having missed it. All else is labor in vain. On this path, to whatever place or state we convey our imagination, to that place or state we will gravitate to physically also. In my father's houses are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may also be. John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. By sleeping in my father's house in my imagination, as though I slept there in the flesh, I fused my imagination with the state, and I was compelled to experience that state in flesh also. Now, real quick, just the aside, but Astral projection, 1960s terminology. That's why I think this guy read some other coolest esoteric stuff because here is another example of where he gives us a hint. So vivid was this state to me, I could have been seen in my father's house had any sensitive entered the room where in imagination I was sleeping. A man can be seen where in imagination he is For a man must be where his imagination is, for his imagination is himself. That is astral projection in a nutshell. That's exactly what that is. When you project outward and put yourself in a place, you do it through this technique. That's exactly how you do it. That's what you learn when you go some of these crazier other circles. He is teaching a major little secret here. Let me say the whole paragraph one more time. So vivid was this state to me. I could have been seen in my father's house had any sensitive entered the room where in imagination I was sleeping. A man can be seen where his imagination he is, for a man must be where his imagination is, for his imagination is himself. This I know from experience, for I have been seen by a few to whom I desired to be seen when physically I was hundreds of miles away. We put ourselves in that place by imagination. We live in that space-time in reality. It is that that creates the, the way to it. It creates that experience. Goddard continues, I, by the intensity of my imagination and feeling, imagination and feeling myself to be in Barbados instead of merely thinking of Barbados, had spanned the vast Atlantic to influence my brother into desiring my presence to complete the family circle at Christmas. Thinking from the end, from the feeling of my wish fulfilled was the source of everything that happened as outer cause, such as my brother's impulse to send me a steamship ticket. And it was also the cause of everything that appeared as the results. Again, Another example of something he shares with us here, it is not necessarily the trip and having to come up with the money for the trip. What is the desired end result? Don't worry about the how. The how in his mind at first was, I have no money, how can I get to Barbados? That's not how he got to Barbados. His brother bought him the ticket. So again, don't worry about the how, worry about where you're going. Thinking from the end, From the feeling of my wish fulfilled was the source of everything that had happened as outer cause, such as my brother's impulse to send me a steamship ticket. And it was also the cause of everything that appeared as results. In Ideas of Good and Evil, W.B. Yeats, having described a few experiences similar to this experience of mine, writes, If all who have described events like this have not dreamed, we should rewrite our histories. For all men, certainly all imaginative men, must be forever casting forth enchantments, glamour, illusions. And all men, especially tranquil men who have no powerful egotistic life, must be continually passing under their power. Determined imagination, thinking from the end, is the beginning of all miracles. I would like to give you an immense belief in miracles, but a miracle is only the name given by those who have no knowledge of the power and function of imagination to the works of imagination. Imagining oneself into the feeling of the wish fulfilled is the means by which the new state is entered. This gives the state the quality of is-ness. Hermes tells us, That which is, is manifested. That which has been, or shall be, is unmanifested, but not dead. For soul, the eternal activity of God, animates all things. The future must become the present in the imagination of one who would wisely and consciously create circumstances. We must translate vision into being, thinking into thinking from. Imagination must center itself in some state and view the world from that state. Thinking from the end is an intense perception of the world of fulfilled desire. Thinking from the state desired is creative living. Ignorance of this ability to think from the end is bondage. It is the root of all bondage with with which man is bound. To passively surrender to the evidence of the senses underestimates the capacities of the inner self. Once man accepts thinking from the end as a creative principle in which he can cooperate, then he is redeemed from the absurdity of ever attempting to achieve his objective by merely thinking of it. Two things that came here in this last little paragraph. Thinking from the end is an intense perception of the world of fulfilled desire, meaning it creates that world, it chooses that world. When you think from the end, think from the end, it puts yourself in that place, is what he's saying. Thinking from the state desired is creative living. When you think from the state desired, meaning I'm living in the end, I'm thinking I'm in the end of my mind, but I also... Feel that I'm in the end. When that happens, that is what does the creative forces or creative living. Very powerful words that Goddard shares with us. Again, he's still talking about his trip to Barbados and manifesting that. And how I think a lot of us can look back at some of the things we've manifested, maybe some of the smaller ones, maybe some big ones, depends what you've got in your arsenal and under your your wing. But you look back at those things and you remember, yes, I have been able to do this before. And the only difference with the, quote, bigger things is we see them as bigger things. That is the only difference. They are not bigger. They are not any different. They just seem bigger to us because we've created a sort of unnatural kind of feeling to it or we've created this odd separation from it or for some reason in our mind... There's extra things that seem to have to happen that we're worried about. But when you're living from the end, when you're living in the end, whatever these things are, your stepping stones are either going to get you through it, get you around it, get you over it, under it, somehow. It's going to walk you up to a dragon who's going to fly you over it, whatever. However it works in your world, it will work out when you come at it from that place. You have it already. It is yours when you go to that place and experience it. You've created the stepping stones to it. It's like having a shed in your backyard and you know you want to be able to walk to the shed in time and, you know, from time to time, so you lay down some stepping stones to it. Doesn't mean I'm inside the shed right now. I still got to walk to it. I see it, it's there, but I know I've got to step towards it. It's just the way things play out in the physical world. There are experiences that lead to the desire that we have. When we put ourselves in it, when we live from it, when we experience and feel it, we create the way to it. It is yours now. It forever will be yours. All you need to do is take your steps towards it. And the only way you can fail on that is by saying, oh, I'm not going in the right way. Oh, I'm doing something wrong. Oh, I'm not doing it. Oh, I got to start over. Let me walk back to the porch. That's the only way we can screw ourselves up. Otherwise, hold the vision. Know it's yours. Continue taking steps and letting the unfolding happen. And your dream will be in front of you before you know it. Dan Radio Style.